Hey guys, Colton here. Um, just kind of wanted to start off this episode of the podcast with uh, a bit of a disclaimer, but basically in the interest of uh, of transparency. So originally, uh, this episode was going to be accompanied by a sort of extended segment where uh, Lum and V-Lord uh, talk about their time at uh, New York Comic Con uh, this past weekend. And so in true Manga Mavericks fashion... Um, their recording went on way longer than they had planned, so we will not be including that with this episode. That'll basically be released after episode 100. So basically, I'm just putting that out there just in case you listen to this episode and you wonder why we don't talk about all the really buck-wild licensing news uh, that has come out of New York Comic Con. Uh, trust me, I, I would have loved to talk about it, but uh, Lemon V. Lord already kind of covered that, and... Uh, uh, we we will release that uh, on the main feed at some point, hopefully again after we release episode 100. Um, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's just get right into the episode. This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com episode 99. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton, and oh boy, we have, I don't know what to say, it, this is this is episode 99. Like, I can't believe it. We are one episode away from episode 100. But before we get into anything, uh, I just want to introduce my, my good friend, and occasional podcast co-host for when Lum is not around, Bomber D. Rufi, otherwise known as Sakaki or Kiraban on Twitter. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey. I guess everything's going good. Good to be back. Yes, yes. Uh, this is another one of those episodes where uh, uh, Lum, at the time of this recording, is off at uh, New York Comic Con. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I... Uh, <laughs> I I was gonna say I didn't have any choice but to have Bomber on, but that makes that makes it sound like I didn't want to have him on, so I didn't want to say that. <laughs> except I did. Um, well, I'll cover for you and say I did volunteer. So <laughs> that's that's true. You very much did. Um, but let's let's not get into that because that's depressing. Um, probably. <laughs> uh, let's let's just say you ha- you have a, you have a bit of time on your hands until you get your next job. Right. Yeah. So basically. It's it's okay. I, I'll, I'll help you kill some time until then. And I like being on the show, so it's definitely. And know. and hey, feelings mutual. We like having you on the show, so it it re- it works out really. It does. And even before we get to all the news we have to cover, uh, we have, uh, or I should say, I have maybe one or two things I want to kind of cover at the top of the show here. Um, one of them being that uh, if you follow our main podcast feed. You you might have seen that a couple days ago, or I guess I guess at this point, by the time you're listening, about a week or two ago, um, we uploaded a free preview of a new podcast uh, that I am doing exclusively on our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/MangaMavericks. Um, so we have just started up the Manga Mavericks Book Club, and uh, I explained it in that uh, in that episode. But essentially, uh, if you haven't already listened to it. The Manga Mavericks Book Club is essentially, again, an exclusive Patreon podcast that uh, we are going to try to put up every month 
uh, in place of our uh, of our bonus podcasts that our patrons get access to. And basically, you know, it, it, it's going to be a show where we'll be talking about manga that we have covered on the show before, but this time we'll be going volume by volume. Uh, and the first series that we're tackling is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, as you may remember, uh, we had a big JoJo's episode covering every part in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think about two years ago at this point. I think we did that back in 2017. And, you know, that was a good episode, and I really enjoyed being on for that one. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, there's so much to talk about with uh, with with that series in particular. And I kind of thought, hey, well, now that it's up on the Shonen Jump app for people to read, and it's so accessible, like, I, I, I kind of had an inkling to do a podcast series on it. Like, I've, I've always wanted to do, like, a like a podcast series on JoJo's in particular because I just, I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so basically for the next three, I guess for the next two or three months here, uh, I will be having on Grant the Thief, who is the host of uh, the Blade Licking Thieves podcast and the Super Senpai podcast. Uh, we've mentioned him on the show before. He's a great guy. You should definitely follow him. Uh, we finally get to have him on for a Manga Mavericks thing, but uh yeah, so he basically comes on to help me cover all of part one in particular. Uh, that's Phantom Blood. So basically the first three uh, volumes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as it was released by Viz Media. So the first episode, if you go to our Patreon, that's already out. You can listen to that for free. And then basically the next episode of that will probably be up on October 31st. Um, so if you happen to listen to it, and you really like what you're listening to, and you want to hear me and Grant talk about more JoJo's, um, I suggest going to our Patreon, again, at patreon.com slash manga mavericks, and subscribe to our $5 tier. Uh, again, our $5 tier is basically the tier where uh, if you sign up for it, you will get at least one bonus podcast episode every month at the end of the month. Um, so yeah, the second episode of that will be coming out on October 31st with episode three coming out on November 30th. Um, so yeah, by the time November rolls around, we'll be, we, we will be done with, uh, covering, uh, Phantom Blood. Um, I might've mentioned it somewhere. I, I, I have ideas for like what other series I want to like cover through the show. Um, I, I haven't really decided like what else, like what I want to cover right afterwards, but trust me. Um, if you guys like this kind of thing, like, I have more ideas as to, like, what series we could cover. Like, you know, I'm sure maybe Lum will want to cover some series that they're into. And, like, th th there's so much we could do with this thing. And I'm really hoping you guys enjoy it. And uh, if you have any feedback, like, please let us know. Like, comment on our Patreon post or send us an email, leave us a tweet. Uh, just let us know what you think about this thing and let us know if you want more of it. Um, and again, if you want more of it, uh, please subscribe to our Patreon uh, not only are you getting this uh, fantastic bonus content, you're really helping us like support the show and all that. And uh, if you do so, we really appreciate it. But uh, enough enough plugging stuff at the top of the show. Um, I probably went on kind of long there, but it's fine. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess we should just move on with our news. And uh, we, we we have some lists to talk about. So um, I think we should just get the big one out of the way. So for those who may not remember, back in February 2017, uh, that was basically when the New York Times basically just axed their um, their monthly graphic novel slash manga bestseller list. Um, that was uh, th those were lists we used to cover on the show pretty frequently um, when we first started the show. Um, but they 
just kind of stopped doing those. I don't even remember the reason why. I'm sure it was a dumb reason. <laughs> um, but um, recently, uh, the New York Times um, kind of brought back that list. Um, so uh, specifically, they they brought back the list, but it's basically going to be covering all kinds of like graphic books. So it'll basically include uh, fiction, nonfiction, uh, children's. Uh, children's and adults comics and manga like all kinds of stuff so so it i'm i'm because uh it will and we'll cover it in a little bit here but uh we even have the first uh list here and uh you know i guess i'll just get it out of the way uh really only there's only one manga on the entire list of like 15 titles and that is uh dragon ball super volume 6 at number 14 um and then that's really the only manga title on that list um Again, just because uh, this list is going to be covering a, a whole variety of like different comics and stuff, which I think is pretty cool. Because um, I know you have some like uh, what's her name, Rena T- Togemeyer. T- I I don't remember her name, but I know she's a she's a pretty like famous children's comic artist and whatnot, and a lot of her stuff like really, really like sells really well. Um, so I'm I'm glad they're bringing back this list. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to covering more of these on the podcast. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if, uh, if any more different manga titles appear on this list. Cause, uh, it's, it's interesting to me that like Dragon Ball Super is the only volume of manga to appear on this list. And there's, there's no, un, unlike the, the book skin list, um, there's no My Hero Academia whatsoever. Um, which is really interesting because as we've seen on the book scan list, like My Hero Academia just constantly <laughs> takes over the list because it's selling super well. So um, I don't know. I, I, I guess when you compare sales to like, I guess every comic or whatever, um, I'm I'm sure there's some steep competition there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not expecting this list in particular to just be taken over by My Hero Academia. But it, it'll it'll be interesting to see if like, my Hero Academia can sell enough to make it on this list in particular. But uh yeah, not not really much else to say about uh about that. Again, I'm I'm really glad that the list is back and uh, I'm looking forward to covering more on the show and seeing what kind of manga end up on this list, especially with all the competition it has now. Um but speaking of the book scan list, we might as well just like move on right to it. And uh again, surprise surprise, My Hero Academia is just all over this list. So we're Let's let's do the countdown here. So out of the 20 titles, um, I guess I should say first off, out of the 20 titles on this list, 13 of them are manga volumes. Uh, that's important. And uh, so let's let's count how many volumes of My Hero Academia are on this list. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's about half the list, <laughs> which, um, again, I shouldn't be surprised at this point. Um but just to kind of go over them really quickly. So you have volume 20 of My Hero Academia at number one on the list with volume one at number six, volume two at number nine. Uh, you have uh, My Hero Academia Smash in particular, uh, the first volume of that at number 16 with volume 19 of the original My Hero Academia at number 17 and volume 18 at number three. So uh, I'm kind of surprised that Vigilantes isn't on the list at least, um, but it'll be back. So there's that. And uh, again, really not much else to say, except My Hero Academia is is going strong and it's going to continue to keep selling. 
I'm interested in seeing like how much it'll change like once season four pops up here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that it'll be crazy then. Like I'm kind of surprised. Well, I guess it's not that surprising, but those particular volumes being on the list, I guess people are maybe you know hearing about it or picking up it from the beginning. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not surprising to me. Uh, just because like I I feel like I've seen the first three volumes on this list pretty consistently. Like like it feels like. It feels like people are getting into it, like, all the time, which is pretty cool. But I guess to continue with the rest of the list, we have One Punch Man, Volume 17 and Number 4. Again, One Punch Man is always going to be popular. Uh, what I'm really excited to see is uh, Tomohito Oda's Komi Can't Communicate, Volume 2, at Number 7, with Volume 1 all the way down to Number 20. So both volumes of Komi Can't Communicate are on this list. Bomber, how does that make you feel? Makes me feel really damn good, actually, because <laughs> not not just not just from a Sunday perspective, which obviously being the Sunday guy, of course, I'm excited about that. But just, and I feel like I've hit on this before, but and I'm definitely not trying to change people's minds or tell you what to think or do. But I like that the fact that Comey has a very very really really, really uh, scan community, and yet most of these people still go out and buy Viz's um version. Not saying scans are good. Not saying that they should they should exist. Let's. I'm definitely getting that out of the way. But I just find it really interesting that a lot of the a lot of the stories and some of these are true that scans kill sales, scans scans you know hurt you know the bottom line, and I'm sure that's true. But at least in this case, it also it's an interesting study on how if material is really interesting, the story's interesting, the characters are engaging, the people don't mind double dipping. Yeah, I read this as a scam, but I love these characters so much that I'm willing to buy it once it's legally available. So I really hope that maybe, you know, um, Viz will take a look at this and keep picking up more Sunday series. That would be nice, yeah. It, it would. It, I would love to see. I know a vault probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> I, I finally put that to rest. I've made peace with that. But I would like to see at least half of the current manga series on Sunday getting some kind of treatment like this, you know, Viz, you had the power. <laughs> you had the power to make me very happy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but no, yeah, I, I agree with all that. Like, it is, and I, I get what you're saying, like, it, it would be so easy for people to just go to read the scans for Comey, since I, I believe they're pretty up-to-date, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, sometimes they're like, I'm doing the write-up for my Shonen Sunday. When I get I get the issue on Tuesday at midnight in Japan, <laughs> so it's literally just out. And I'm, I've am i seen the Komi chapter up maybe, like, half a day, like, maybe a few hours later. I mean, again, like, it, it really says a lot about the, the fan base for Komi, where it's like, if it's available, they will buy it. And, and Komi's not like a jump manga that, you know, has a lot of feedback, you know, from official sources. Like, it's literally, most people that know of it have read, are reading the scans. So it's not like there's a Shonen Jump or Shonen Sunday account from Viz that's talking about, hey, Komi's great, you should, you know. And I'll give, when I'm saying that, I will give this. I have seen Viz really, you know, tweeting about Komi. So, that's true, yeah. I have seen them, so they are supporting it. They are giving it the support it needs, too. And, of course, they, as I, I don't know if I've said this before, but they've given me free copies of Volume 1 and 2 to review, which I have. Well, two. One, we I did review with Maxi and uh, Colton and uh, Sid. I did review it with them. 
yeah. at one point. So I didn't do I didn't redo volume one, but I did do a write up of volume two. So I do think Viz is legit trying to make sure that Comey gets the attention it deserves. Which is and it's paying off. But of course I, I know the install base is mostly from scans, because Comey's on I wanna say volume seventeen? I might be wrong on that. It's 16 or 17, so that's quite a bit of time that's gone by with no official way to read Comey until now. Uh, but but all in all, like I'm I'm really happy that uh, Comey is doing very well as as far as the book scan list is concerned. I'm sure we'll probably see it up on there next month, and uh, and hey, maybe maybe I'm sure we'll see volume three at some point on here as well. Well, I. I'm I'm going to wager a guess that like when volume three is out, we're gonna see all three volumes of Comey on this list all at the same time. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. It's gonna become the next My Hero Academia. One half will one half of the book scan list will be My Hero Academia, the other half will be Comey. I, I'm I'm almost positive as much as it sounds like that's a joke, I really think that that might just happen. And if Shogaku Khan finally finds their cojones and gives us an anime it's going to be over with. It's going to, like, it'll be My Hero versus Comey, and the Shonen Sunday and Shonen Jump rivalry from ages ago will be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but moving on with the rest of the list, so we have uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, Volume 2, and Number 10. Again, JoJo's, I'm really glad to see, uh, is doing well, especially with Part 4. And then moving on, we have One Piece Volume 91 at number 11. Uh, One Piece is usually a pretty fair guarantee uh, whenever there's a new volume out for these book scan lists. Um, And then afterwards, we have uh, Attack on Titan Volume 28 at number 13. Uh, People still like Attack on Titan, of course. Um, As well as uh, The Promised Neverland Volume 11 at number 14. Um, So, yeah, and that's pretty much about it for the list. Um... Again, um, I don't think I really have anything new to say about the list other than, uh, it, it seems like it's really, it's really changed, like, like, I guess as far as, like, what appears on the list more frequently, um, that's definitely changed from the days, like, when we used to cover the book scan list and it was all, like, One Punch Man and Tokyo Ghoul, um, and whatnot, it, it, it feels like stuff like, again, My Hero Academia, Komi, and, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and occasionally, like, The Promised Neverland. They, they, these feel like the more frequent titles, I guess, compared to back then, a couple months ago, even, like, a year ago or so. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much about it for the list. Uh, can't wait to see what September's gonna look like. I'm I'm going to venture a guess that, like, some, like Beastars is probably gonna be on this list at some point. Because I, I know that's pretty well-beloved and popular, so... Oh yeah, I could see, I could see it happening. I, I, I'm hoping to be able to read that myself because I, it seems to be a very, very popular series, well liked by its fan fan base. Oh, dude, um, you should. I, I, I've read about two volumes of it so far, and I, I won't say much because we have an episode coming up about it, hopefully within the month or so. But it's pretty good. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me wanting to check it out. <laughs> Thank you for whispering back. By the way, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so that's about it for lists. Uh, we're going to move on to some serialization news. And uh, for, for first, like real quick piece of news is that uh, Spy Family is now available on the Shonen Jump app. That's right. Uh, all I think at this point, fifteen chapters are up on the Viz Shonen Jump app and website. 
obviously the first three chapters, as with any of their uh, currently running series, are free to read. Um, but if you pay $2 for a subscription, you could basically read All a Spy Family. And yeah, you can keep up with it every other week or so. I think it's a bi-weekly schedule. Um, and I guess that's really about all I have to say on there. Like, just, just go read Spy Family. And let's see, I guess next up... Uh, I, I mostly bring this up just because uh, this is being released in the U.S. by Viz in English. Um, but Taiko Watanabe's uh, Kazehikaru, uh, that manga series in particular, is entering its climax. Uh, which I guess uh, that'll be happening in the next issue of Shogaku Khan's Flowers magazine uh, this October. And like I said, I the, this, is, this is being published in in English by Viz, as a part of their uh, Shoujo Beat lineup. Uh, and um, from from what I've heard of it, I hear it's pretty good. Uh, apparently, it is a Shinsengumi manga, which um, I just found out about that today. Um, that makes me want to read it more, because, uh, I, I mean, look, after getting into Gintama, I'm a lot more interested in, like, the Shinsengumi and reading more and watching more media involving them, for sure. And uh, I'm trying to see here, uh, so I think currently, if I'm reading this correctly, it looks like Kazehikaru is 43 volumes long uh, in Japan, and uh, I guess we're we're basically like halfway through its release through Viz Media with the 26th volume uh, that came out this past uh, August. So yeah, uh, again, uh, unfortunately I don't have anything else to say about that, but uh, if you happen to be following that series... Um, I mean, as far as the English release is concerned, uh, you have a long time before it, it it ends over here, at least. So there's that. Yeah, and generally speaking, when they say climax is all it is, all it, I, I well, I don't know what it means for Chose since it runs in Flowers, uh, Shogaku Kan's Chose magazine. But generally ah, okay. speaking, at least in shonen in shonen language, what climax means is like we're there, there's a conclusion, it exists, and we can see it. But there's a road <laughs> to get to it. <laughs> so there, there, so there I, is uh, there is the existence of a finish line. Yeah, but, it, it, you know, before where the finish line was more like a concept, <laughs> now it's a physical thing, and you can see it, it's but tangible. it's still a ways away. Yeah, it's tangible. There you go. I mean, it's been running since 97, so that's pretty impressive. Oh, wow. And Damn. 43, yeah, 43 volumes, and yeah, and it's got all your familiar names. we got Okita. Okita Soji's part of the main plot, and yeah, it, it sounds pretty... Sounds pretty interesting. I had no idea the existence of this manga until now, and since it's Shokaku Khan, I guess technically it should be up my alley. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I should probably check it out myself. But well, yeah, yeah now, now you're obligated to read it. <laughs> uh, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> oh boy! But yeah, it, oh, to know that it's coming to its uh, it's in its climax now. That's pretty interesting. Um, not much else to say about that. So I guess we'll move on to another piece of news that. Maybe it'll warrant discussion. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't know how many people who follow One Piece know about this, but um, uh, there's a YouTube group called uh, uh, The Fishers Group or whatever. Like, they've, uh, th they're a YouTube channel, like, uh, basically a group of, like, guys who do stuff for YouTube. Um, I, I don't know much about them. Like, I've never really, like, watched their stuff. I, I know that they've done, like, official promotions and stuff for One Piece and Shueisha before. And, and, and like, that, that that's about the extent of my knowledge on them. But apparently, they, they did a thing, uh, they did a video where they basically visited Oda at his house, uh, and they just kind of, like, chatted with him about One Piece and whatnot. And uh, one of them asked uh, 
One of them specifically asks, basically, how much longer does the story of One Piece have in terms of, like, serialization? And uh, right from Oda's mouth himself, uh, he says that uh, he wants the One Piece story to end in five years, which uh, I think is really interesting because, you know, we... We've talked about this in the past before about how Oda is constantly giving like percentages and stuff on in terms of like how much longer we have until One Piece ends. Like, you know, one of his more infamous percentages, I think, was like, oh, what was it? I, I think uh, back when Alabasta was running, um, Oda mentioned that he was about 50% done with One Piece, uh, which at this point is just just flat out not true. Um <laughs> And uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's also mentioned stuff like he wanted to get to Thriller Bark within, like, five years of serialization. And it, it basically took him, like, double the time. So, you know, so when when Oda comes out with these, like, you know, uh, these percentages and whatnot, like, you should really take them with a grain of salt. They're not necessarily, you know, word of God, I guess is for lack of a better phrase. Um yeah. <laughs> So I, I was actually talking to Colton before we started recording, and I actually had no idea that this was a news bit. <laughs> I, know, I hadn't heard of this at all. And, like, yeah, normally Oda gives percentages. He doesn't give years. He'll just be like, it's 50% done, 65%. So for him to come out and just be like five years, that's kind of – that's interesting to me. And especially since I, you know, I've kind of rediscovered my love of One Piece lately. Oh, me too. And, same. yeah, and, like – Things are moving really fast. <laughs> yeah, it they sure are. Like it, I I almost want to be like I, I remember there was a time where a lot of people were like One Piece moves too slowly, but now it's like Oda was listening to that like you you hate slow. All right, I got something for you. Listen to Afterburners on these bitches. <laughs> and the last like couple of months of One Piece have felt like they're on some like like some kind of speed speed fruit or something <laughs> and and i i don't know like i like it because we're getting so much payoff on stuff that's been established in the lore for so long and now we're getting explanations for it so i love it but in a sense it does really feel like oda's like yeah i'm ready to hit the end game and i do remember him saying in i don't know if it was an interview or in one of the volumes or um something like that but he did say that yeah he said he's been on record saying that he doesn't want to spend his life just on one piece that's perfectly fair. And so he was just like, I do want to do, I, I don't know necessarily if he'll do other manga. From what it sounds like he said, he's probably going to do something like his, his idol, Akira Toriyama, maybe do a one or two volume thing here or there as he feels bored to do so, or in the board or inclined to do so. But yeah, definitely, I think he also said too, I think he had like, I don't know how true it is, so don't hold me to it. But I know, you know, he was talking to a doctor or something like that, and, you know, he kind of got a reckon he kind of realized his own mortality and was like, yeah, I don't, I really want to do other things, so. It feels like, it feels like a lot of manga artists are starting to, um, starting to come to terms with that. Like, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about the same thing with, like, people like Togashi and, like, Aoyama, where it's like, I should probably end this thing soon. Like, 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 like they're starting to really, like, think about it recently. Yeah. I mean, definitely, I, I feel like that is a thing that's going around. You get some of these artists who are like, okay, I need to start thinking about wrapping this up. And, you know, Oda said that a lot of stuff, he's kind of been speeding it up a bit. You know, I, I remember him saying, you know, like Punk Hazard, for example, there was supposed to be a 
Ice Island and the Fire Island, but he was like, okay, I need to kind of pick this up so he combine both. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like definitely uh, if 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 it weren't for all of these clues, kind of pointing to the fact that Oda's like, all right, I'm ready to let, I'm ready to start wrapping this up. Like, I would take this number, be like, just like Colton just said, I would be like, yeah, that's just Oda being Oda. You know, it, it will, One Piece is going to be here forever, but it really does feel like. I remember actually translating a thing for somebody from an anime. The new, the anime has a new director, and I guess the director and Oda talked, and the director just kept hyping up like, there's gonna be, a, there's gonna be this thing that's gonna change the entire history of One Piece happening soon. And he kept, hy- he kept hyping it up. So I'm assuming, you know, again, this five year number seems very, it seems legitimate. It seems, it really does seem legitimate that we, in five years, maybe One Piece will be over. I mean, honestly, like, just just from, like, reading the series week to week and, like, what has been happening recently, I won't get too into spoilers, but, like, from from what's been happening and what's been, like, revealed lately, like, I don't know, like, I could, I think five years is, uh, I think that's feasible, like, I could see that being the case, like, I could even see that maybe increasing, like, a little bit, maybe, like, five or seven years, something like that, I don't, I don't see it being any less than that, though. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't see it. I, I feel like a lot. I remember reading one time too that he thought all of boss. Yeah, he thought that one piece is gonna be like five years long. <laughs> so, and of course, yeah, that yeah, he was yeah, he was kind of off by like fifteen plus years. So, <laughs> I mean that that's not terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can also just see it from a you know from a creative point of view. It's like you, you have this skeleton of your story that you want to do. And you're going with that, but then you're as you're writing it or drawing it, or if you're like, what if I did this too? Oh, while I'm doing that, what if I do that? And then you get this. But yeah, I do see five years is kind of probably a like an optimistic estimate, but I don't see it being another decade either. Five no. to seven seems five to seven seems about right. Yeah, I don't see it being another decade either. Like if it took another decade to to end this thing, um. It would it would be like the longest final arc ever, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. So I, I I guess to to give Oda credit, like out of out of all the percentages and numbers that he's given as to like how how far like how far it is until like One Piece ends, like this this seems like the most the, this this has some evidence behind it. If you if you've actually been keeping up with the story and you know what's happening, so it, it seems it seems like it could happen. I'm not. I'm not too doubtful of this. Like I could see it happening, but uh, I guess uh, there's not really much else to talk about in terms of that. Um, so I guess we'll move on. And uh, actually, Bomber, uh, why, why don't why don't you take this over? Because uh, I think we have a little bit of Sunday news that you want to talk about. Yes. So recently, we mentioned Aoyama. Um, so what has happened? And I guess. Um, first of all, Conan's on kind of the longest hiatus it's been on for a while. Really? Um, yeah, for ten weeks. Ten vol- or ten issues. Yeah, ten issues, ten weeks. Same diff. So, Conan's kind of gone. I mean, by now, I think it's been about three, four weeks, so we're halfway through the break, but yeah. I don't know how many people know this, but it's not like Aoyama's just on a beach, you know, just chilling and, you know, not drawing Conan, just Well, just I'm, assuming, I'm assuming he's taking breaks so that, like, he can, like, I don't know, like, write out the story in advance or, like, maybe gather, like, as they say in the magazine, like in all these magazines, like, gather data, quote-unquote, or whatever. Well, 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's some of it, but the other part of it is he's actually correcting the art on Zero's Tea Time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, di- I did see that. Yeah, he's actually not... I mean, so, so to explain Zero's Tea Time, it's a... I mean, well, Conan fans probably already know this, but there's a super popular character known as Toru Amuro. And um, he's basically one of the reasons why Conan has had a renaissance as of late. Like, the yep. last seven years of Conan have been its most pop- most popular and profitable, despite it being a series that's, to, you know, more than 20 years old. And you'd think it'd be losing steam right now, but it's actually gaining it. And, I mean, there are lots of different reasons for this, but Amuro's definitely one of them. So Shogakukan, in their infinite wisdom, decided to give him his own spinoff. And that was Zero's Tea Time. Zero's Tea Time is essentially about, you know, him living his life as a triple agent. I'm trying not to get too much into spoilers, just in case people do feel like reading Conan or reading Zero's Tea Time. But yeah, it's basically about his daily life. He's a, he's a public service agent with the Japanese police. He's also part of the bad guys, so to speak, or the black organization. He, he's got a lot of hats on a lot of racks. He, he's, he's, like a, he's like a quadruple agent or whatever. Yeah, exa- exactly. And, I mean, basically, the Zero Sea Time basically just shows his life working. I mean, there's some hints of, like, his, you know, official duties as both black organization and as police officer. Some of that, but mostly it's just him, you know. I mean, it, let's let's just be, uh, to be frank, it's basically giving the girls what they want. A Muro <laughs> being a Muro. <laughs> it, it's a lot it, of slice uh, of life. Yeah, it's a lot of slice of life, and it's just him, you know, hanging out with some of with the other characters of Conan. Which is oddly enough, Conan himself hasn't actually appeared in it. <laughs> so, but other than that, that's what it's been. It's been, I think, it's about four or five. And it's been like super duper well, so that's no surprise. And it's been about four volumes now. And recently, what Shogaku Khan has done. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a kind of mix. I wouldn't say mix up, but there was kind of like a lot of weird information about the series. So, technically, Zero's Tea Time isn't ending. We're not really sure what's happening with it. It's taking a break. So, to explain the situation, the new series, which is Detective Conan um, Police Academy Arc Wild Police Story, it's a spinoff that's taking a place of the spinoff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, th- that's what's happening. So, from Sh- what Shogaku-Kan has said is that basically the Wild Police Story which will focus on the police of Detective Conan, including Amuro, telling their backstories and everything like that. The first arc is going to be about Matsuda. He was featured in one storyline about uh, Mad Bomber, which was a really good episode. I, I'm pretty sure Viz has already covered that arc. Yeah, they had to have. So they've, they've already covered that arc, but um, now we're getting to see his backstory in the Wild Police story. And from what Shogaku Kana said, it's going to be, I think, three to four chapters about Matsuda, then it's going to go on hiatus, and then they'll just keep picking up the Wild Police story inf- irregularly. So, what this means, really, I don't... What this means for Zero Sea Time, I don't know. I don't know if it's just going to not be around, or... Because in about four to five... In about four to five weeks, Conan will be back, the main series. So basically, we've got three different Conan stories taking the place of each other. That's so, that's <laughs> so, so weird. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're all, like, everybody I've talked to, we're all of us that are in the know about this, we're all like, why are they doing it this way? See, <laughs> I, I guess I guess we're just going to have to see how, like, they'll collect this thing. Like, 
like whether it'll it'll have its own volume release or whether they'll just have chapters of this in the normal zeros tea time volume releases i don't know if it's worth noting that the first chapter of this thing was numbered chapter one so it's okay definitely that they it's definitely seems like they're marketing it as its own thing so while zero is in it it's not about him, really. He's around, but it's not his series. So it sounds like, to me, and then, of course, now, just thinking about it, discussing it, it could very well be a thing, too, that the irregular, the irregular serialization will happen whenever Conan's not around. So maybe Zero Sea Time really is over. <laughs> so I, I, I have no idea at this point. But essentially, the new series is about the police officers and Conan and, you know, their story and everything like that. And to be fair to Zero's Tea Time, I had seen lately that while it's selling really well, it's it kind of had plateaued. Like its sales aren't increasing. Yeah, it's it's doing super well for a Sunday, Shonen Sunday manga, but it wasn't really gonna go any higher, I guess, without either making an anime of it, which they they could have, which is kind of weird they didn't, or you know doing something else. So maybe this is their way of saying, okay, let's move on to the next thing. But yeah, again, the first chapter has already been out, and this week will be the second chapter, and then I think two more weeks, and then it's going on hiatus again. Then Conan, the main Conan series, will be back again. So, so, so let me let me ask you this: so has has all of Zero's tea time as we as we knew it before this police arc thing? Like, has has that all been collected in volume form, or are there still chapters they haven't collected yet? I think. I think the last couple of chapters haven't been collected yet, but and I, and I guess that's something I should have looked up before I came on. But I I feel like I saw a release date for the next Zero's Tea Time, which is uh, Volume Five, right? Yeah, that should be about Volume Five. So I feel like I did see a release date for that one. So it may very well be. I, I think I see what you're getting at, which is that if there's still more to release, then it's likely it'll be back. Yeah, that that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like if there's a new volume coming. Or it's like, you know, we should be looking for if, like, whenever a new volume of Zero's Tea Time comes out, whether it says it's the final volume or not. Yeah, I, I feel like... the See, the other weird thing about that, too, is the fact that um they tend to want to... They tend to release... So there's another Conan spinoff called um Hanzawa the Criminal. And that one's more just a... And the ironic thing about that one is, like, Aoyama's mentioned he's never read that one. <laughs> oh, that's so, a shame. That's that. See that that's the one I really want to read because isn't it? Isn't it just like the like the shadow guy just like li- living his normal life or whatever, or trying to anyway? I mean, as much see, as I would, like, I would buy that shit in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's that's. I I feel like out of and you know I I love you Amuro fangirls. You keep the weekly Sunday Shonen Sunday Twitter going, and I love you all. But I. Actually, I'm way more interested in Hanzawa than I am, you know, that series in particular. So I would have loved to see more attention go to that one. And of course, there are, you know, scans of it. But yeah, I, it's it's weird because again, I've translated some interviews with Aoyama, and Aoyama he'll talk he'll talk about Zero's Tea Time like readily, and he'll talk about how you know he's involved with that. And and this was weird. he was talking to Adachi. So I doubt he'd lie to that guy, <laughs> but he's, you know, Adachi mentioned uh, Hanzawa and uh, Aoyama was like, yeah, you can read that, I guess. I've never read it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Damn. So, <laughs> so, like, and and even with Hanzawa, Aoyama's just credited as the original, you know, the guy with the original series. Well, Zero's Tea Time, he's credited as, like, basically editor-in-chief. Hmm. <laughs> so, Interesting. Th- that should tell you the weight of... <laughs> 
I mean, I, I think that makes sense because it's like Zero's Tea Time has the has the potential to kind of connect to the main series, I guess, where it's like whereas like the 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 Hanzawa spinoff like that. That's I'm, I'm assuming that's a pretty like gag heavy, mostly comedic spinoff that doesn't really have anything to do with the main story of Conan whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's fair. I mean, I I would still think he'd read it, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean that's fair. Yeah, technically, generally speaking, yeah, that's that's the way to look at it. But as I was saying, like, um, Shokaku Khan seems to really like like have well, what some of us on like the sales Twitter call it is a Conan Apocalypse, <laughs> which is like they try to release all three on one day, which is great for Conan fans because then you get all of your stuff in one time. It's bad for everything else in Sunday that releases that day. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming if if Zero's Tea Time has a release date, then we're. It, I I feel like I saw it somewhere, but I can't remember. And if it does, then that means it's likely that that date's going to be pretty far off. Because I, well, no, I think Conan has enough chapters now to probably release another volume soon. So, hmm. and I, I don't know about Hanzawa. Apparently, Hanzawa's on hiatus for a while because I've seen some advertisements in Weekly Sunday saying now it's back. So I, I didn't even realize it was on hiatus at any time, but apparently it was. So it's back. So I'm assuming they'll advertise all three and sell all three on the same day again. But at this point, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> and although I wanted to say be that guy and be like, well, it's not actually over. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Well, um, I, I guess in summation, um, it's a new series, but not really, I guess. Basically, you could, yeah. So this is, this is so weird. Okay, whatever. I've never seen anything like this. My, I guess, you know, one last note on it is, uh, my, my assumption pretty much at this point is that I think, it is going to take the place of Zero's Tea Time at this point. Then the Wild Police story will probably end up being what replaces Conan with it. It's on hiatus. So that's probably what it will be. But yeah, it's, it started in issue 44 of Sunday, and it's a thing now. So definitely if you've been interested. I mean, I'm interested in this series just because the police of Conan, I feel like they don't get nearly as much as attention as other than you know Takagi and Sato. Uh, I feel like they don't get nearly as much attention as like everyone else, so I'm kind of glad to see this. They're they're a group of interesting characters. I've always enjoyed seeing them around. So whether you love or hate Conan, like one thing I will have to say is Aoyama's pretty good at making endearing characters that you want to follow. All right, well, I guess that was our Detective Conan slash Sonin Sunday corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's really about it for serialization news, and uh, we have some licensing news to talk about. Um, let's get into some, uh, Seven Seas stuff, because, uh, they, they licensed some stuff, uh, in the past month here or so, and, uh, we're gonna start with some of their Ghost Ship licenses, uh, the, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, um, their Ghost Ship imprint is basically where they release a lot of their, um, more adult stuff, let's say. So, uh, the first thing that they announced last month or so is Tanishi Kawano's uh, Fire in His Fingertips, A Flirty Fireman Ravishes Me with His Smoldering Gaze. <laughs> so that's a pretty, it's a pretty steamy title there, I must say. Um, and so uh, the first volume of this is going to be coming out on uh, February 11th, 2020. So uh, in, in, in case you didn't already have an idea of what this is about, 
uh, just to read the synopsis here. So uh, Fujihashi Ryo enjoys her job as an office worker well enough, but it doesn't hold a candle to the exciting job of her childhood friend Mizuno Soma, who works as a fireman. Uh, he and his handsome buddies are more than happy to entertain ladies with their heroic tales. Uh, Ryo wants to set up Soma with a girl in her office, but he's too much of a playboy to settle down, or so she thinks. Uh, it turns out that he has the hots for her, and when he rescues her from a fire in her building, a different kind of spark begins to fly. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, you kind of know what you're getting here, um, so I don't really have much else to say about that. It sounds like it could be hot, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> you know what the funny thing was? The funny thing is, I didn't even mean that on purpose. Um... <laughs> Well, I saw the smoke signals, so I came running. <laughs> don't, don't you start. We'll, we'll be here all day. Don't you start. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, moving on to another title in their ghost ship in print is uh, Knuckle Curves Welcome to Succubus High. Do I really need to read the synopsis of this? Um, student Inubo Ken, a normal young man leading a very normal life, normally, uh, is being transferred to an all-girls school for some reason. Um, this alone is a bit shocking, as the gorgeous students there expect him to teach them, quote-unquote, about boys. More shocking, though, is the fact that all the girls are succubi? Uh, <laughs> these supernatural beauties are hungry to learn and hungry for sex, uh, with Ken as their only outlet while they develop their succubus skills. Uh, Ken is about to learn some uh, hands-on lessons of his own at Succubus High. So again, not really much else to add to that, really. Um, you know what you're getting with that. Uh, so if, so hey, if you're into that, um, Seven Seas will be releasing this, uh, in, uh, both digitally and print in single-volume editions with the first volume coming out May 5th, 2020. Alright, but, uh, we're not completely done with Seven Seas just yet. Uh, we have a few more titles here to talk about. The first of which being Frag Time from Sato. Uh, let's see, this will be coming out in Omnibus Editions uh, in both print and digital on uh, April 14th, 2020. And uh, as the synopsis reads, uh, in this light science fiction romance manga, uh, Moritani Misuzu has a unique power in which for three minutes each day she can stop time. Uh, her life changes when she uses that same power to peek at beautiful class at a beautiful classmate's underwear. Uh, to Moritani's surprise, this classmate uh, is immune to Moritani's time freezing technique. Bound together by their odd powers, the two girls begin to grow closer and find that it's more than their strange abilities attracting them to each other. Uh, so this is the start of some neat, some neat Yuri titles here coming up. Let's see, uh, next up we have Adachi and Shimamura from Hitoma Iruma, uh, which is actually a novel series uh, that'll be coming uh, to both print and digital platforms uh, on June 2nd, 2020, uh, in which the synopsis reads, uh, Adachi and Shimamura, two young women who attend the same high school, are inseparable friends. Uh, whether playing table tennis, chatting about their favorite TV shows, or just relaxing together, uh, they're happy to share their days with each other. Uh, when Adachi's friendship turns into romantic attraction, uh, the relationship begins to change one day at a time. This also sounds like a, a cute series. Uh, I don't know. When, when I when I read this synopsis, I was thinking like, 
maybe this will end up being a thing where it's like, you know, you're good friends, but then one of them kind of starts having the hots for the other. And I don't know, it, it'll be interesting to see, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know if this actually happens, but it's like, I was thinking like, oh man, what if she rejects her? Like, you know? Um, yeah, like, the, the premise doesn't really tell us. <laughs> yeah, so, like, either they're gonna, like, fall in love with each other and, like, they're not gonna have any problems whatsoever, or this'll or this will turn into some kind of drama. I don't know. Like, they, they kind of leave that up in the air, so that actually kind of has me curious. Um, damn you, Seven Seas. Um, <laughs> all right, so next up, we have a Goodbye, My Rose Garden from Dr. Pepper Co. That's an amazing uh, alias right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of dig that a lot. <laughs> That's so great. Um, so the first volume of this will be coming out in print and digital on April 14, 2020. Uh, let's see. England in the early 1900s. Alice, a young noble woman, has a Japanese maid named Hanako working in her household. Uh, the two have a fairly typical relationship until the day Alice begs Hanako to kill her. That took that took a turn. Uh, as Hanako <laughs> tries to figure out why her mistress would make such a terrible request, uh, she and Alice grow closer until an entirely new feeling begins to blossom between them. Don't miss this poignant tale about women falling in love in historical Britain. So this so this sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, they, whoever they got writing these <laughs> these synopsises <laughs> really could do their job. Like I went from oh okay this I guess, but to wow I really want to know what's going to happen. Why is she asking her to kill her? <laughs> I mean, like these are really good synopsises, and we've covered a couple. We've covered a few when the couple shows I've been on with you, and they've always been kind of like. Leaving you, they leave you kind of hanging, but not in a good way. But these are all been good. Like I want to pick these up just to find out what's going to happen next. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they give you enough to be like, okay, I kind of know where this is going, and then they just stop you before the uh, before they could tell you like what's going on. Like I think it's pretty good. Yeah, um, it's, it's good, yeah. This one in particular has got me interested. I actually might see if I can look into this one because I I definitely want to know why she suddenly want to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> huh. Uh, next up, we have uh, Syrup, which uh, apparently is a manga anthology, um, a or in other words, a collection of uh, short manga stories about adult women in love, um, and which will be featuring stories by artists such as Milk Morinaga, Naoko Kodama, and Kana Yoshimura. Uh, this will be available both in print and digital in a large trim size ooh, on uh, June 9th, 2020. It's a, it's a manga anthology. It's a collection of a lot of different stories. So um, I, I know that Seven Seas, uh, I know they've picked up a lot of these different anthologies before. I'm, I'm assuming they're doing well, or at the very least, I, or, I don't know, maybe Yuri is just doing well for them in particular. But like, I, I feel like they're picking up a lot of these lately. So um, I feel like I need to like actually check some of these out. But let's see. Uh, I think last but not least, uh, we have Failed Princesses from Ajichi. That'll be coming out again in both print and digital on May 12th, 2020, uh, in which the synopsis reads, uh, Fujishiro Nanaki is super cute, super popular, and super annoyed with anyone as plain as her classmate uh, Kurokawa kan uh, Kanade. Uh, when Naki finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her, however, uh, her life makes a complete 180, as does her relationship with Kanade. Uh, this all-new Yuri manga series explores the budding romance between the cool girl in school and the plain girl she once brushed off. 
So, okay, this sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah, sounds cute. But uh, I, I think out of all the Yuri titles in particular, like, uh, I, th- I think the two I'm the most interested in... Well, I don't know, like, a lot of these I find really interesting, but I think, uh, I think the first three probably have my attention the most, like, uh, fra- frag time with the, uh, with the special psych- uh, psychokinetic powers or whatever, uh, people stopping time, I don't know, that might lead to some interesting stuff, and then, uh, I don't know, the, the, the synopsis for Adachi and Shimamura makes me really wonder, like, where that relationship is gonna go. Uh, and then I think most of all, Goodbye My Rose Garden is probably the most interesting title on this list. Yeah, same. But yeah, some really interesting stuff from Seven Seas. And so, yeah, uh, I think that's really about it for licensing news. And so, uh, Bomber, would you do me a favor and talk about, um, talk about a guest that's coming to, uh, Anime NYC this November? Some, 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 somebody, some, somebody I think we both like. Um, yeah, she's, she's done a lot of things. I mean, she's, uh, some people might know her as the Sundere Queen, but Colton and I know her as Kagura. That's like, Ri Kugimiya is coming to NY, anime, NY, anime NYC. For, for, apparently it's her first con in America, from what I've read, and yeah, she's choosing NYC to come down and, you know, if you want to go see her, you should. Uh, I wanted to, but it's $125 to get a signature Damn, or autograph. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was so hyped about this when they first announced it. And I was just like, yes. And cause I actually have a clear file that I bought in Japan of the Gintama volume, the cover of the Gintama volume where it's Otsu and Kagura's idols. Oh, so man. I was just like, I wanted, I like, I had that. And it's like, it's not something I bought online. I was in Japan in the jump store in Hiroshima and I bought it. So it's like, could that be perfect to have her sign? And then they release more details, and it's like, it's $125, and they'll give you a board for her to sign, and, you know, it's limited. Actually, I think that just opened today, if you wanted to buy it. So uh, I was like, yeah, $125. I mean, I like Kugimiya, don't get me wrong, I, I, I really like her, but it's... That's one hundred twenty-five dollars, and right now I'm unemployed, so <laughs> I I don't fifty seventy-five. I probably would have just taken the L. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know, man. Like I I wonder if maybe that was something like whatever agency she affiliates herself with. Maybe that was something they were pushing for. I don't I don't know. I don't know how stuff like that works. Yeah, maybe because like every other like say you I've gone to like get autographs and stuff from, or tried to, in the case of um, Furutoya, uh, Afuria Toru, I, he, you know, everybody else is just like, hey, if you showed up on time, and you, you know, had something for them to sign, it'd be, here you go, you're good to go, but I guess in this case, yeah, maybe it's just something they're asking for, maybe it's because it's our first time here, I don't know, and, you know, they had to agree to a bunch of stuff to get her to come. But, yeah, she'll be there. I, I mean, I don't know if I could just... If I could just get, like, a look at her, I'm, I'm good with that. It's, oh, wow, that's not really creepy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if I could just see her, I'd be fine with that. I mean, I, it just, I guess what just gets me more than anything is that I can't just have her sign whatever for $125. <laughs> so, that's the thing that gets to me. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Maybe we'll cut this out because I'm looking on the website right now. Uh, apparently, tickets for Rie Kugi Mia are sold out. So wow, jeez. Well, uh, that 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 does it for that. 
Yeah, that 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 sucks. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't hurt to just keep it in, just so people knew <laughs> we we were aware of it and we talked about it. I mean, the whole thing. Okay, I don't, I don't mean to rant, but the whole thing was kind of handled weirdly. Like they just opened it this morning. Like, yeah, no, actually, yeah, Vlor told me yesterday that they were going to be they're offering tickets. Yes, yeah, yesterday today. So I knew of the $125 thing because somebody else told me on Twitter and that pretty much killed all of my dreams. <laughs> but, uh, I knew about that, but I didn't know when the tickets were on sale. So people were found out yesterday and now they're no longer on sale, which is, all right. F- fine. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in just for, just, just for comedy's sake, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We could say we knew. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> I feel dumb. I, I like. I I did I didn't know I I knew I knew Kugi Mia was coming to Anime NYC. I didn't know she was charging for for her appearance, let alone like that much money. So like, if I knew that, I I probably would have checked ahead of time. But uh, for anybody who was uh, I, I for anyone who we got their hopes up, I'm really sorry. Um, that's fine. We'll keep it anyway. Let's just move on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we might as well. It's, it's there. We're here. Whatever. I mean, to be fair, to get to 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 defend you a bit, I I saw the tweet originally, and I you know I talked about it. And I was like, I was really excited about it, but I didn't really read it. It wasn't until like I said, somebody else pointed out to me, like, uh, it's hundred twenty five dollars, dude. <laughs> and you know, you could. It was like the Simpsons scene where you could see the moment where his heart was breaking. <laughs> you could see, <laughs> see the. Like, cause I had it all. I was so happy. Like on Twitter, I was like, I got this perfect thing for her to sign, and I can go see her. I'm gonna be at Anime NYC. So every I was everything was just coming up. Sakaki. Then then somebody pointed that out. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> so. Well, well, here. Do you want to know what you can buy tickets for, and uh, are definitely not sold out? Is the North American release of One Piece Stampede. That's right. Funimation are going to be having screenings of the newest One Piece movie, One Piece Stampede, in both the U.S. and Canada this month. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, you could definitely buy tickets for whatever screenings are in your area. Um, I'm definitely going to go see this for sure. I'm, I'm making sure I have nothing to do on the 24th, that Thursday. Like, I, I want to see this movie so bad. Bob Bomber, what about you? You going to go see it? So at first they announced it and there was like uh, nobody showing it near me. So I was resigned to giving up and not being able to see it. But then I checked again like a couple days ago and yes, they are showing it in my neighborhood. So I've already got my tickets. <laughs> oh man, I, I got to buy my tickets pretty soon. Um, so so far I've had better luck with this than uh, Promare. Um, I uh, really wanted to see Promare, but like there were no showings in my area. Yeah, that, like. Uh, it's funny, and, like, Promare then went on to be, like, the biggest movie that was only open today for, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, with Promare, I actually I actually got to see that at Anime Expo, and I got to see it again in my neighborhood, so I, I've seen it twice now. Actually, you know, let, let me rephrase that. I, I I remember what happened now. I think I wanted to go see it on, like... Because I think they premiered it on its... They, they had Premiere set already... But then I think they added like uh I think they added additional screenings. So I, I think 
I think my area had like the normal screenings, but like I don't think my area picked up any additional screenings. I couldn't see I couldn't see the original screenings because I, I had a lot going on that week, unfortunately. So I was kind of so at first I thought like, oh, well, I missed my chance. But then I thought, oh, well, there's additional screenings, but I, I couldn't find any additional screenings in my area. So that really sucked. Yeah, that sucks. Like, I I mean, that sort of happened to me, which is, like, I wanted to see the dub, because the one that showed at Anime Expo was the sub. So I wanted to actually wanted to go see the dub, because um, Jack had gone to see the dub, and she said it was really, really good. But the day that they were showing the dub, I, it wasn't good for me, so I ended up seeing the sub again. But it, it's a fun movie. It, it's a really good movie. So I would recommend anybody, if there are additional showings. I didn't even know there were additional showings until you just said so. So I would definitely go see the third time. But at this point, I, I don't know if I could. I'll probably have to go look to see if I can find one. Maybe I can find the, Maybe I can see the dub after all. Well, well, hey, but you know what? I'm still going to have a chance to go see Stampede. Um, so that's all, that's all that really matters. Um, yeah, yeah, really. Cause I've heard nothing but great things about this. I mean, I've heard that from, well, a lot of people that it's definitely a One Piece fans movie. It's not one. Yeah, I, I hear, I hear if you're not already a fan of One Piece, it's pretty un- unaccessible. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. Like it from, I mean, you could probably watch it from an animation standpoint. Cause probably a lot of people said the animation is like amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear too. But if you're watching it as somebody who's like, I mean, unlike like, let's say Film Gold or Film Z, where you could generally probably watch those. I mean, those still had a high wall of accessibility, but you can still generally watch those and just be like, ah, oh, you're like a newbie to One Piece. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, but it sounds like Stampede is definitely the kind of movie where it's like you have to be in a fan base already to really appreciate it. But yeah, for for anybody who doesn't already know, uh, One Piece Stampede is going to be showing in theaters from October twenty fourth to October thirty first. So that that's a good like almost week and a half of screenings. So thankfully, unlike Promare, uh, we'll have more chances to see it, or other people will have more chances to see it. I should say, um, and it will be it will be showing both dubbed and subtitled, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if Film Gold had that option. Um, I don't remember anyway, but nonetheless, personally, I, I think Thursday might be my only good day to go see it. So like, uh, whether it's subbed or dubbed, I don't really care. I just want to see the movie. Yeah, I, I'm seeing it the 24th, so that Thursday. I don't remember which one it is either, because I know the One Piece dub has been kind of on, kind of like, not, I mean, they've been doing like, I guess, special episodes, but they haven't dubbed the TV series in a while. Yeah, they did episode of East Blue, and then I know the Skypea specials coming out this November. So I don't see I uh, like I because at the time of this recording, there haven't been any more new dubbed episodes of the anime, not past Fishman Island anyway. So I don't know if it's so much. I uh, see. I, I don't know if it's so much they've taken like a like a hiatus from dubbing the series so much as like. They're they're just they're just busy dubbing these specials first, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, it might be a thing. But I know it's like definitely One Piece is probably a a big it's a harder sell because it's not on TV and it's so long. And most people that are probably watching the anime are probably watching it on Crunchyroll sub. So it's like there's probably not as much as necessity for them to get around to dubbing it as say, you know, something that's shorter and can get a D T V deal. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. Um, I'm sh- 
I, I want to say they'll they'll come back and release more of the anime dub at some point. Like, yeah, I, I feel like they will. I mean, I, I'm definitely not saying this is a doomsayer, as if it's oh, well, no more dub. Sorry, guys. You know, but especially as big as Mon- I mean, you know, like it private, like the pirating, heh, or not. I mean, One Piece has been trending a couple of times, so oh boy, to, to yeah, don't that, even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. I won't, but I'm just saying it's One Piece is now big, is pretty big, so I would think Funimation would be remiss to just be like, no more dub ever, and I know a lot of people who, like, really like the dub, and I like the dub. I like the dub I think the dub's lot. good, too, honestly. Yeah, I, I really, really like the dub, so I, I would think Funimation would be remiss to just say, well, we're not going to do it anymore. Well, I mean, what what if it what if it ends up being like a like a Conan situation where it's like they just stop dubbing the series, but they just dub all the movies and stuff? <laughs> I wish Conan had it. They only did some of the movies, <laughs> but I wish Conan was in that situation. Well, I guess it kind of is technically because they're you know they dubbed the movie like twenty twenty two, and now you know it's up in the air whether they'll keep doing more. But you know, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, but hopefully if. But basically, all our rambling aside, go see Stampede if you love One Piece. Or if you don't love One Piece, maybe this will be the thing to get you into it. I'm I'm really interested in seeing how much money this movie is going to pull in, especially considering that it's not going to be nice to newcomers whatsoever. So, yeah. so this so this will be really interesting to see. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing that too. Especially I I know it's a completely different thing, but again, Promare did amazingly. Granted, it has a lot of legacy behind it. I mean, Trigger, Imaishi, you say those names in a sentence and you've already got half the anime sphere looking at you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, for sure. So definitely it had that legacy going forward, but it's not based on a already existing uh, franchise. So that's interesting. And then you have one piece that's, you know, is. So I, I have to kind of wonder, I kind of want to see if one piece will be able to do the same numbers as that or close to it. Yeah. Um, so for those who are interested in seeing Stampede, we'll leave a link in the show notes for where you can uh, basically look up showings in your area and uh, possibly buy tickets from there. Uh, the 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 page for it on Funimation's website uh, has a little theater locator. So um, I'm sure maybe that'll be uh, useful for some people. And uh, and hey, uh, no promises, but uh, hey, we might even do an at movies episode on it. Maybe, possibly, we'll see. Um, I'd like to anyway, especially considering we did one for, uh, for film gold, like years and years ago, but, uh, yeah, moving on to uh, some more movie news. Um, so to, to start off with, um, for those of you following Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the anime anyway, um, that recently just ended and, um, I think it's safe to say that, uh, I'm a fan of Demon Slayer now, um, <laughs> Because goddamn, that was uh, boy, that that was a uh, man. You know, I, I, like I gotta, I, I hate to go on a, on a tangent, but like you know, I really like. That's liked... all we've been doing, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if for for those of you who have been listening to the podcast from like the beginning, like we recorded about Demon Slayer back when it was just a jump start, and uh, you know, back then, like, I didn't, like, dislike it, but I was like, eh, I don't know, it's not really, like, pulling me in, but it is, like, kind of interesting. To to now, it's like, it's like, it's like the most, probably the most popular anime this, this season, this year, I don't know, it's, it's up there, anyway. Like, you know, episode 19 in particular, like, trended on Twitter, 
like a lot of people are talking about it and a lot of people are getting into it. Um, and you can, uh, just an aside, um, my roommate uses uh TikTok or like watches stuff on TikTok or whatever. Um, she was, uh, she was telling me the other day that like, she's seeing as much, uh, Demon Slayer stuff as she does like My Hero Academia stuff on TikTok. So t- t- take, take that as you will. I don't know. Maybe that's a sign of popularity. I don't know. But so, um, well, at from the- what I've heard too, not to cut you off, but from what I've heard too, like my, it's actually, sur- the manga's actually surpassed My Hero Academia sales. Wow. So, and that in and of itself is pretty impressive. I mean, I, I've, I follow a couple of salespeople on Twitter, and one guy who's really good at tracking this stuff is saying that it's on League to be, like, number two behind One Piece. Again, don't quote me on this. I, I, again, he's unofficial. He does the math himself, so, I, and he's amazing for it, because <laughs> I can never do that, but, like, it, it's, like, it's on League to possibly beat My Hero Academia. I don't know if it has yet. I should, actually, I should walk back some of the things I said. It's on it's on path to possibly beat My Hero Academia and to be behind One Piece in sales, but I think like that depends on a lot of stuff happening before the end of the year. But it's definitely looking likely that it might do it. Honestly, like I forgot to mention it earlier, but like I'm really interested in seeing if like English volumes of Demon Slayer are gonna end up on the book scan list soon. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, I was just actually about alluding to that as like, I'm kind of wondering if this will all translate to the manga picking up. Cause I remember somebody, somebody, I, I remember reading somewhere that like, it wasn't actually performing too well before for Viz. So like, and that was of course before the anime, obviously. But yeah, now that the anime's become huge, I kind of wonder if that's going to translate to people now reading the manga. But I, I don't know, isn't the anime, like, isn't Viz's release on like volume six or something? No, I'm pretty sure they're further at this point. Um, okay, I'll have to definitely look into that because, as I've mentioned on the show in the past, I don't keep up with <laughs> I don't keep up with U.S. sales of anything. I'm reading um, uh, Demon Slayer in Japanese, so I I'm actually a volume behind because a new volume just came out. But uh, yeah, I'm reading it that way. So I was, and I've been reading it that way even before the anime. So I don't actually know how far this is. <laughs> As far as I can tell, uh, I'm just kind of quickly looking here. Uh, yeah, it looks like the 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 newest volume to come out is going to be Volume Eight, which uh, which I'm trying to see. Yeah, that's out already. That came out of September third. So yeah, that that's the newest volume out. Okay. At the time it's recording, anyway. So yeah, I guess while well, we we haven't even actually made the announcement yet. <laughs> yeah, so we should get to it. So so at the end of the last episode of this season of Demon Slayer, I say this season because it's totally going to get another season. Like, there's no way it's not. Um, <laughs> but um, I guess before that, um, they're coming out with a Demon Slayer movie, and it's going to be a direct sequel to the anime because uh, as you as people may tell from the title um it's going to be covering uh what i guess what is known as the train arc uh which i guess is the arc that they were basically alluding to at the very end of the last episode so i i haven't read the manga at all so like i don't know i don't really know much about the train arc other than um unfortunately a lot of the shitty spoilers that you know all the all the manga people are tweeting out because they 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 can't just let people have the anime um right i'm sorry i prom- i promise i won't rant uh so 
but I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. I'm what I'm I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm kind of mixed on this news because it's like c- clearly this thing was going to get a continuation. Like I know the anime. I know I've I've seen somewhere that like I think home video sales are doing pretty well for this series in particular. Um, yeah. I, I don't have the particular numbers on me. It's just something I've heard. But uh, yeah, I've read the same thing. But no, yeah, just going off of that and like all the buzz it's been getting online, like I, there was no doubt in my mind this was going to get more anime. Um, however, I was not expecting this to get like a sequel movie covering like manga material at that. So like, it's definitely an interesting way of adapting this for sure. I don't know. I, I've I've heard people say that like, you know, th- this this will be better. Like this arc in particular is would be better as like a film adaptation than like the start of the next season. I guess. I don't know. That, that's just what I've heard. I don't know if they're right or not. But like, what what I'm kind of worried about is, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Demon Slayer has gotten enough attention and traction over here in the U.S. to where like, hopefully they're considering an overseas release. Because like, if this movie comes out in U.S. theaters, I'm gonna go see this. Yeah, definitely. And I'm actually flipping through the volumes now, and the one that Viz just released is actually the end of the train arc. Okay, yeah, because uh, the cover for Volume 8 and, like, the, 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 the teaser image for this movie are very similar, in which uh, you have, um, I forget his name, but you have the... Yeah, the, Ringu. Yeah, you have him standing, looking all cool and whatever. Because I, I, I know he's very heavily involved in this arc. That's all I know. Yeah, I, I won't say anything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like I'm just flipping through the Japanese volumes I have right now, and yeah, the train arc ends in volume eight, and then it's it starts all new material. So train arc essentially, it looks like it starts, and my of course my memory is terrible, but. It looks like it starts basically, I want to say volume six, seven, and it's basically a whole, it's a volume and a half. So I guess that's about okay for runtime for a movie. I mean, depending on how long it'll be. And then in that case, I can't see this going on for longer than 90 minutes. Yeah, I I don't, I guess I could see what they were going for, because if they're going to do it this way, then it kind of does make sense that it's a movie rather than a, uh another season because I, I i especially since they're saying it seems like they're definitely focusing on this being the movie not that they're going to do anything else so i guess this, if they are going to go back to tv anime it would be yeah yeah volume six actually ends is it looks like one of the scenes at the end of volume six is one of the scenes at the final episode of tv anime so the train arc essentially starts in seven so, yeah, Volume 6 essentially ends with, um, well, I don't want to spoil too much, so maybe I won't say anything. But, yeah, it, I, I'm looking through it now, yeah. Essentially, Train Arc is, like, Volume 7 and, like, half of 8. So, I guess if that's what they're going to... Because, see, my main concern, of course, this whole time was, like, well, are they going to be able to fit everything in? Because this arc is very, very good. And I was afraid they'd have to cut stuff to fit in the movie runtime, but I guess I just forgot how well, short this arc was. So, I guess, and technically, if it's that length, that, yeah, they could probably get a movie out of it easy. So, um, um, I don't know if you, you could tell me this or not, but if if people wanted to skip this movie with, with that, like, like, does anything from the train arc carry over into the rest of the series at all? Like, is, is it an important arc? Or... Ooh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, without spoiling, 
Yeah, there's a whole. I mean, like the, there I, there I, are repercussions you, that carry. There over. are big. Re- there are huge repercussions. Like, and that's that's the other reason why I was kind of weirded out that they choose to adapt this in arc in a movie because, like, the reasoning behind it probably is a little bit something like okay, like a TV series, people could watch that for free and choose not to buy the DVDs, so we're losing out of money that way. But a movie, you have to pay to go see it. That's why you get movies of stuff and you get OVAs of stuff because those are things people have to buy to see them. Well, you know, generally speaking, unless somebody uploads it to the internet. But yeah, uh, so I was kind of wondering about that because, like, then my question is: after that, what happens? Is the movie going to? I have I have to imagine that they would. They're at least considering at least another season. Yeah, it it, it would just it would just be weird to me if they did it unless they just couldn't for some reason yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if again like somebody in the higher ups that make the you know makes those choices like i guess it's going to ultimately depend on how the movie does which i'm assuming this will do well hopefully yeah i I would assume that it'll probably do pretty well because i could imagine if the movie does super duper well i could imagine them being like oh we'll just keep making movies then you know that that's easier on the animators and i guess that's true turn on that we get more of a return on making movies than we would on, you know, a TV anime. I I would be more excited about this movie if I knew for sure they were going to license them and, like, actually show them theatrically. Um, otherwise, like, I would think that, like, if, if they do go the route of doing just more movies, like, I can't imagine Crunchyroll's not going to pick them up. Yeah, especially since now Crunchyroll's... Ha- I mean, if it was in the past where Crunchyroll wasn't really known for getting movies, I might be a little more concerned. But now they've been getting movies. And hell, they've been they've been getting stuff like that Mob Psycho OVA uh, recently. Yeah, exactly. And they, I mean, Black Fox was just a movie that I think just got in theaters. They've got that, or well, maybe it didn't just get in theaters, but I know it was a movie, and it, they've got that now. So I, I would imagine they'll probably get it. I mean, my my main concern was like since uh, Demon Slayer's Aniplex, that even if the movie did get licensed, brought out here, you have to pay like. Fifty dollars to get a feature length anime, <laughs> so that that was kind of like my concern. But I mean, if it'll be up streaming, I I, wouldn't. I mean, I would def I'm definitely going to buy unless they're like insanely expensive. I would buy home video releases of Demon Slayer. I really enjoyed oh, it. Oh man, I I just I just want to see this in theaters. I need more Demon Slayer because I mean, uh, and I mean, eventually I'm probably just going to read the manga once. Um, once Viz one day, you know, fills in that gap, which unfortunately, out of every series that they need to fill gaps on, that one's probably going to take the longest. So, yeah, you know. I mean, at least they did they they put in a couple of chapters, so it's happening. But it, it is happening, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, but yeah. I I mean, anyway, Demon Slayer's hype. You need to go see the movie. Hopefully, they bring the movie here. I mean, with more anime movies making the leap. So I mean, we have Promare. We have. I mean, I can't imagine. Aniplex being as big as they are, just being like, nah, we're not going to have this in theaters. I mean, when it's worked so well for little companies, smaller companies like Funimation and G-Kids. So I can't imagine Aniplex saying, nah, we don't want that. I, I-, I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, but uh, moving on to at least one more piece of movie news. Um, so this was something I literally hadn't heard about until like maybe like a week ago. Um, but Promise Neverland is getting a live action movie. Uh, in winter 2020. 
I actually didn't know about this till just now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Like apparently, like it's already been cast. Um, there are photos of like the cast and like the settings and everything. And honestly, it it looks pretty good. <laughs> like, oh man, this this looks really neat. So, and uh, I'm I'm assuming this is because like. Because obviously, like, you know, Emma, Ray, and Norman, like, the main characters of Promised Neverland are all, like, 11, 12 years old. And uh, the main thing about Promised Neverland is that you basically get, like, you move out of the orphanage, let's say, uh, by, by, by that age. And uh, I guess apparently, like, uh, for the film in particular, they're moving up that age from 12 to 16, which again, I'm assuming is because the the actors that they got for these characters are definitely older. Like they're at least like they're they're at least it seems like they're all teenagers or at least like if not teenagers, like in their early twenties. But yeah, no. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they kind of changed that. But uh, Hamabe uh, in particular, who I guess is the actress uh, portraying Emma, she she apparently is a fan of the manga. Who who she has bought both print volumes and like digital volumes as well and uh apparently she really praised uh, the the director of the movie and the staff for basically realizing the world of the manga and uh she says that she has vowed to do her best for everyone who loved the manga so that's really cool that she's already a fan so i'm i'm expecting her performance to be pretty good i mean yeah yeah you know when you get that I don't know. I not. I well. I can't say I hate to be on a go on a tangent because that's all we've been doing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how we got such great performances out of um. Uh, I should know her names. I just said this morning, uh, Megumi Han and Maria East from Hunter Hunter, because they both love the manga. Of that, in fact, Megumi Han has gone on note as saying that Hunter Hunter was the first manga she ever bought. Oh wow! So being being cast as gone was like her dream come true. <laughs> so. Like, and you can definitely tell if you've seen the Hunter Hunter, like, uh, sub, uh, I haven't seen the dub on YouTube at some point, but if you can see it, tell from the dub, like, I mean, the sub, her performance is really good. <laughs> like, especially in the Chimera Ant arc, like, yeah, she, she nailed it. She did. And you can definitely tell she's a fan of the original work. Her and Maria East, they both love the manga, so. Um, but I guess just a couple more things about, uh, this Promised Neverland movie coming up. So, I don't think we know who's directing it yet at the time of this recording, but uh, it was revealed on the official website for this movie that uh, Noriko Goto uh, is responsible for penning the film's script. And apparently, they have previously worked with uh, Yuichiro Hirakawa uh, on the live-action adaptation of Erased, uh, the film in particular. Um, so that, that's... I, I think that's kind of... I think that's good that they've gotten somebody who... Is because uh, I mean, Erased and Promised Neverland, like they're different series, but I think they they kind of dabble in that same like sort of thriller, mysterious kind of atmosphere. So like, it, it's it's good that they got somebody who's worked on this kind of stuff before. And really, from like all the production stills that they revealed on the website, like this already looks pretty, like this looks really good and like really faithful, but not not in a way where it's like jarring. Like it it, do, it doesn't look like it. This doesn't look like an anime movie. Almost. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's a better way to say that. You know. Yeah. No. I, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, they're they're faithful to a fault. It's definitely looking at just the pictures and stuff. But this looks like that they're they're faithful, but they're doing their own thing with it a bit. So, which is 
Which is good, but I mean, we'll have to see. I didn't watch the Promise Neverland anime, but I heard a lot of complaints about it. Just kind of, you know, I think they changed the tone in the anime from what I've heard people say. Um, so I don't, I don't know about that. I get. I mean, I haven't read the first couple volumes of Promise Neverland in a while, but like I, I watched all the anime with a friend of mine, and like. I think re- really other than like the inner monologues that all the characters have, I know they cut out a lot of those, which kind of made things confusing every once in a while. But like, I don't know. I, um, I, I thought the tone of the anime was done pretty well, personally. Um, I don't know that that's just me though. So, okay. I mean, again, as somebody who was only able to get through their like first two and a half volumes of manga and didn't get through the first episode. I got through the first episode anime, and that's it. I really don't have much to go on, but other than what people were telling me. It's interesting that a lot of people, it seems like Franz Leverman has gotten kind of quiet lately, though, because I remember when it first started, it was all over, you know, social media, but lately it's been very... When the anime started, or? Or when, no, I mean, well, basically when the manga was, like, I guess kind of taking off, like, it started really getting lot of attention i mean this is just me from going from my feed it's not as if i'm saying oh well you know positive never man must be not it must not be popular anymore i don't know like oh, it's still I popular I, for sure um yeah I don't yeah know. I, I, definitely, I wonder i, I don't know I defi- I okay sorry I, no 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 it's fine i mean I de- i'm just saying i just know from my like social media feeds i heard a lot about it a long time ago well not a long time ago yeah, even up until recently, I heard a lot about it, but then it seems like in the last couple of months, it's just very quiet on its front. I mean, sometimes I even forgot it was still running in Jump, other than, you know, when I see it on the app. Yeah, it does feel like, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of see that on my end. Like, I know people still read it, but I don't see a lot of talk about it as much, but I wonder if that's just because, like, maybe because, like, the series is is winding down, like, it's definitely in, like, endgame stuff, for sure. And so I don't know if that has something to do with I'm I'm sure like once season two comes out next year, like I'm sure there'll be more talk about it for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh yeah, that's really all that's really all we have to say about that. Like it's it was a thing that like I really wasn't aware of until like just recently, but um I don't know. I'd I'd check it out. I'd I would give it a chance. Like it it doesn't look like it's gonna be bad, which is which is good. So Yeah, I mean that's all you can really ask for is for something not to be bad. <laughs> so but I guess before we finish up here, uh, Bomber, we have something that we don't normally get to talk about on the show, and that is Shonen Sunday anime. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like it's been a million years, but, like, actually I'm trying to think. I, I guess Karakuri Circus technically counts, but... That, that's true, yeah. But, like, the last real, the last new anime to come out of Shonen Sunday that wasn't just a season two of something else was, I think keijo in three years ago wow so that that was the last thing that wasn't just i mean we had dagashikashi season two since then but but right now i mean with now that drought has changed and poor conan isn't going to be holding up the fort by himself anymore <laughs> at least starting next year because sleepy princess is getting an anime um as of right now we don't really know anything else other than that it is getting an anime and it's not surprising because CP Princess is up there. It's not quite co- pulling Comey numbers because Comey's pretty doing pretty incredible, but it's it was pulling pretty respectable numbers of it on its own in the Japanese side of things. So it was kind of not surprising that it was going to get an anime. Well, at least not to me or most people reading Sunday. 
uh, we've talked about City Princess on uh, Manga Mavericks before, so... But, I mean, the basic premise, and I've reviewed Volume 2 for the Shonen Sunday blog, but the basic premise is just, you have a princess who, it's, it's you know, the monsters kidnap the princess and take her to their castle, and she's there waiting for the hero to save her. But in this case, um, the princess is, the uh, hero's kind of taking a while, so the princess is like, okay, I'm bored, what do I do? Well, I should try to get some sleep while I'm here, and... Definitely, and that's pretty much the premise of the story. Her trying to find different ways to get rest in this castle, while proving that she might be more monstrous than the people who kidnapped her. <laughs> you actually start to feel sorry for them after a while. <laughs> so, and that's the premise for and this is basic premise. And I, I will say the author Kagiji uh, Kumano Mata gets kind of a lot of mileage out of it. it it does, I, I remember on the show when we were talking about Sleepy Princess, we were kind of like, yeah, we don't really see, you know, Volume 1 was cute and funny, but, you know, and me too, I felt the same way. Then reviewing Volume 2, I actually got to see a side of the series I didn't think that was like, oh, and Volume 2 was still really funny and really entertaining. So, I was, I, it kind of got me thinking maybe this premise could work. I, and of course, in the recent chapters, uh, it seems like we're getting some story progress. Uh, recent chapters in Sunday, I mean. So it looks like it's, the story is progressing a little bit, so that's an interesting thing too, but yeah, I, as for the anime of this, again, it's gonna depend on, I mean, I hate to be one of those Sakuga guys, but it's gonna depend on the staff and the studio, so I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm not optimistic, I'm sure it'll be fine, whoever ends up getting it, but I, I'll definitely be more excited when I have a better idea of, you know, where it's going to end up and who's going to be animating it. But definitely this is good for Sunday because it is a thing where, like, it's been a while (laughs) and Sunday's needed anime. I mean, it's not, I guess since we're in the subject, uh, it's not here because technically it it wasn't, it was news, but of course since the series is barely known by anybody, uh, another thing that Sunday announced was that Aozakura Boe Monogatari also got a live-action drama and a live-action stage and a live-action, a stage play, which that's also in Sunday. As opposed to an animated stage play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can have an animated stage play, or we can have one of Muppets one. <laughs> and what are you... Yeah, you're the one that's wrong, not me. <laughs> but, yeah, that also got, like... I, I guess this is... Sunday's been trying... They're trying to get adaptations out there of their stuff, which is good. Yeah. Which, uh, is oddly, you'd think Comey would have gotten one, too. But, since people have been asking for it, but... Because I, when I tweeted the news about City Princess's anime, like, most of the replies were like, when's Comey happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I don't know. I, I just talk about Sunday. I don't work there. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing that I, I could definitely see Comey happening soon, maybe. I don't know at this point. <laughs> the way of Sunday is strange and un- unusual. But another series that actually just got a leak, sort of, <laughs> announcement is major second which had in the first season i want to say a year ago i it feels like it feels like it's been that long yeah it's, i want to say about a year ago it had season one on nhk and now season two has been technically leaked by shogakukan so this isn't some pirate going out there discovering things they shouldn't have it was like on shogakukan's website for the new volume 17 where they advertise, you know, the volume, blah, 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 this is a new volume, hey, and then on the bottom, in a blurb, it says, 
you know, also season two of the anime has been confirmed for 2020. And Major Second is going to be on the cover of issue 46, which is not going to be out this week, but the week after. So a lot of the, uh, we were, it, the correlation there is obvious that they're going to announce the anime there. But the fact that it's already out now, I guess, you know, again, Sunday is mysterious. and <laughs> We'll never understand how they work things. But or maybe it was just a board. Maybe it's just a board intern. That's what I was telling my girlfriend this morning when I told her the news. <laughs> so maybe it was a board intern that was just too excited. But either way, Major Second is a baseball manga. And as the second in the title implies, was a major manga that actually got, I think I want to say 60s of anime. It ran a pretty long time. I want to say 60 volumes or so. But then, you know, it ended, and the author went to do other things, and those didn't work out so well, and now he's back doing Major again, and he's found a success. Uh, normally, with NHK anime, they usually get second seasons, like, right away. Like, it's like at the end of the first season, they'll announce right then and there. Second season, couple of months, see you guys then. But Major Second didn't get that, probably and likely because it went on hiatus. When it went on hiatus, it was kind of surprised to Sunday, too. So the series had been going on and off a hiatus for a while. Like, it would be in the magazine, then it would be off for like two weeks, then it'd be in the magazine and off another two weeks. So it, it's implied that the author was going through some kind of medical thing. So basically, it came back again, and it had the cover of the issue and everything. So you would think it was back, everything's good, everything's fine. Then you open the, you open Sunday, you read it, it's only 13 pages. <laughs> And most of those pages, some of those pages weren't even finished. So then after the chapter ends, you know, there was on that very next page, it's just the author apologizing, saying, hey, I thought I kicked whatever was bothering me, but I apparently haven't, and I'm really sorry. But the page was only 13. It was only 13 pages. I started out drawing this thing, and I was really in high spirits. But then, you know, I just wasn't feeling good, and I'm sorry. It's on hiatus, and I'll be back as soon as I can. That was a couple of months ago. Because, again, it was in Shogakukan's magazine, and I'm sure if they knew a highest was coming, they wouldn't have even printed the chapter. So it was something that probably hit them when the, the chapter already went to print, when the magazine already went to print. So, and even on the front of the cover and everything, there was no news about a hiatus, and the t table of contents, no news about a hiatus. And even on the final page of that issue, Major Second was reported to be in the next the next chapter, and they had to throw a little note at the bottom of the table of contents. We didn't know <laughs> that it wasn't going to be in the next volume, next chapter, so it's not. So <laughs> it's not. We just had no idea what this was happening. <laughs> so I'm glad to know that um, Mitsuda seems to be doing fine. I mean, since then, obviously, he's come back, and he's been drawing Major Second, and they're, you know, he's getting breaks and everything, and it seems to be doing well, so I guess that's why they kind of waited a while to announce Season 2. So, I can't say I know much about Major, because I'm not a super-duper sports manga fan, sadly. But I will say, watching another Shonen Sunday sports manga mix, um, that's actually got me kind of interested in baseball. <laughs> so, I might actually watch Major the first season of Major Second, because, yeah, I, I, I don't have the time <laughs> to watch the first series as much as I'd like to, but from what, what a lot of people have told me that have watched have watched Major Second and the first Major, that you really don't need to know too much. Like, it's literally about, this season, This series is about the main character in the first Major is about his son, but, and while he pops up once or twice, I've seen him he pops up once or twice to kind of just, you know, tell his son, root his son on and everything. It is a self-contained story 
about his son. So you don't have to be like, oh my god, I have to read 60 volumes of this to get this. From what I've seen and what I've heard, you don't. You can literally pick up Major Second and not know anything about the first one, other than the fact that the major, the first one is about this guy's dad. So, Alright, but uh, I guess moving on from that, uh, we have one more piece of anime news, and that is Smile Down the Runway is getting an anime. So yeah, apparently that's going to be coming out this January 2020, so a couple months away. And it looks like as far as staff credits go, uh, Nobuyoshi Nagayama, uh, who is responsible for shows such as Happy Sugar Life, My Girlfriend is Show Bitch, uh, and Are You Lost? <laughs> that has to be a localization title. Uh, the director of all of those is going to be responsible for directing uh, this anime uh, over at Studio Ezola. Uh, who, again, was responsible for the production and animation for Happy Sugar Life and Are You Lost, uh, with Toko Machida, uh, who was responsible for A Centaur's Life and Lucky Star, is in charge of the series' composition, while Misaki Kaneko, the chief animation director for the current Fruits Basket anime and animation director for Classroom of of the Elite, uh, is going to be the character designer. So, uh, key visuals and character designs are already out if you want to look them up. And, uh, you know, Bomber and I have talked about Smile Down the Runway before, uh, on a couple episodes ago, uh, seeing as how the manga has been picked up by Kodansha. And, and I'm sure the anime for this will get picked up too. Um, I still haven't read it just yet, but, uh, again, I know this is a series that both, like, Maxi and V-Lord really, really love. And I'm sure they're both looking forward to this, and uh, we we should probably read it and cover it on the show at some point. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm sure they at some point they will make us. Um, and so yeah, I don't really have much else to say about that except uh, I'm happy for people who are fans of this series. I definitely remember. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about it, and I totally forgot. But yeah, I remember liking the premise. I remember really the thing that we were talking about is that it was branded a shoujo and it's a shonen. But I'm yeah. not gonna go down that whole rabbit hole again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I did say I did remember reading the premise and saying this would be pretty interesting. So that might be my way to get into it. So I might check out the the, the anime adaption. All right, so I know I said that was it for anime news, but since we recorded this episode, uh, two more pieces of news uh, sort of came out over the week here as I was editing this episode, uh, the first of which being Hiroaki Samura's uh, Wave Listen to Me uh, is now getting an anime this April 2020. Uh, there's a trailer for that out. Uh, I watched that the day it came out, and... Uh, I haven't read the manga yet. It's it's kind of on my to-do list. Um, I've always been kind of interested in reading it, but uh, I don't know. J- just from watching the trailer alone, um, I'm really excited to watch this or to at least check it out. It just, it, it looks so, it looks fun. Uh, th- that's all I could say. Like, li- literally the key visual for this show is, is a woman screaming into a microphone riding on top of a bear. Like, I don't know how I can't watch this show. Uh, so it looks like this anime in particular is going to be produced by Sunrise. So uh, I already have a lot of faith in this adaptation. Um, and uh, I don't know, that, that that tells me it's going to be a pretty good looking show. Again, if, if, you, if you couldn't tell from the trailer, it it, it looks very well animated in, in the places that it needs to be, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, but uh, other than that, we have uh, some other pretty big anime news. Uh, I think we talked about it on the show already that... Uh, 
uh, Q Hayashi does Doro Hey Doro was going to be getting an anime. Um, but ki- kind of out of nowhere, like uh, we, we got a release date and uh, staff credits for that anime. Um, it looks like Doro Hey Doro uh, will be premiering this January 2020. So a lot sooner than I thought it would come out. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like we, we kind of got an announcement of an anime a little while back and then just like nothing for a couple of months. And now suddenly it's coming out in January and it's going to be produced by MAPPA. Uh, MAPPA, in case you don't know, are the studio, is the studio behind Yuri on Ice, Banana Fish, and all sorts of other shows that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, um, watching the trailer for this too, um, I'm already... I'm I'm already like really excited to see how Mappa's going to handle this. Uh, again, I haven't read Doro Hey Doro. Uh, ho- hopefully, maybe maybe we'll cover that on the show soon. I don't know. We're 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 in talks. Um, yeah, I mean, from from the little I've seen of the manga, like this, th- this looks like it's going to be adapting the series pretty faithfully. Like it, it it looks like the manga. Like the character designs, I think, uh, look very similar to what I've seen in the manga. Like it. It it look it looks good. Like I, I I don't really have much else to say about that. Like uh, I'm really liking what I see. Um, so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll check this out once it comes out in January. Again, that's really soon. I um I really wasn't expecting it to come out so soon. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for both of these. Um, uh, which is why I wanted to kind of uh talk about them real quick uh on this episode since it again news for both those shows uh came out after we recorded this so um that's about it for that and now let's get back to the show but uh yeah i think that's gonna about do it for news with all that out of the way um i guess yeah uh we should probably round out the show but i guess before we even start plugging our stuff um i there are a couple things i kind of want to talk about as far as next time goes so for those who for some reason didn't put it together at the top of the show this is episode 99 of the Manga Mavericks podcast. Next episode is episode 100. And you're probably wondering, what are you guys going to do for episode 100? Well, guess what? We could tell you because we already have all that recorded and uh, I'm slowly editing them. So, um, well, I'll probably talk about this on the next episode. But uh, basically, episode 100 went on so much longer than we thought it would. We're going to divide it up into two parts. So for two weeks in a row, you're going to be getting a new episode of Manga Mavericks for sure. Um, so next episode on episode 100, uh, we're basically commemorate, commemorating, uh, this milestone by talking about a topic that we've been wanting to talk about for a while, but, uh, we decided now was a good time to do so. And that is manga piracy. That's right. We are going to have a huge discussion about piracy and, uh, all the ways that, uh, you know, we feel about just the topic in general and how it is uh, sort of talked about within the anime manga community. And uh, yeah, as far as that goes, uh, we have a lot of guests on that uh, on that discussion in particular. We have uh, Morgana Santilli. We got Buggy from the Ladybugs Productions. Uh, we even got Maxi. We got a, just a huge panel of guests to, to talk about this topic with. And uh, we cover a lot of ground. It was a fun discussion. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Um, But hey, if you want to hear it early, uh, you can actually go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash manga mavericks. And if you sign up for our $2 tier, uh, in general, that gives you access to early editions of specific podcasts, you know, depending on when we have them edited. 
Um, this one in particular, you can listen to at least a whole week early. Um, episode 100, if all goes well, at least at the time we are releasing this episode, uh, episode 100 part one, as I'm going to call it, should be out uh, a week after this episode has come out. So if you want to pay $2 and uh, listen to our discussion a whole week early, you could do that again at patreon.com slash manga mavericks. Um, and so, yeah, um, that's going to be coming out. And then, uh, again, we'll probably talk about this when the time comes again. But uh, as Bobber can attest, uh, originally, um, we wanted to record an ending segment where we went over our uh, the results of our recent survey that we had people take as far as like uh, what your guys' favorite ep- favorite episodes of the podcast are out of the 100 that we've done. And uh, that was meant to be like a like a half hour, maybe forty minutes. Uh, it went on for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I'm sorry, but it was you know just what? Me. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not even mad because you know what? It was a really it turned out to be a really fun discussion on accident, uh, as with most things do on Manga Mavericks. Um, <laughs> and we, we 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 basically spent two hours like talking about our favorite episodes of the podcast, our favorite moments. And just just kind of like looking back on the on the podcast in general, and and so basically we've we've decided that since it, since it went on for so long, um, we're basically gonna label that as Manga Mavericks episode one hundred part two. Um, so yeah, if all goes well, uh, episode one hundred should be up on October twentieth, uh, with part two of episode one hundred uh, coming out the week after on the twenty seventh. Uh, both of those are a Sunday. So again, I'm only saying this with uh with such conviction because uh, I mean, obviously, like our our piracy discussion is already on our Patreon at the time you're listening to this. And, uh, you know, by the, I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, I'll be hard at work editing our retrospective, our accidental retrospective. And so, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to putting that out and having you guys listen again. I had fun recording both of these and I just can't believe we've gotten to 100 episodes. That is amazing. Um it's not that it's surprising you guys did good work <laughs> i thought i thought you were gonna say that's not that amazing like anybody could do <laughs> i mean it, i listen it's like i said on the show and i'm not i'm not gonna keep us here forever gushing about it as much as i want to <laughs> but it's like i said there i mean you guys do good work and you love what you do so in in a I'm sure a hundred episodes probably went by in a flash, <laughs> so it probably doesn't even feel like you've done half that many. <laughs> so, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You're you're going to be on that part of the episode. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so hey, if you're not tired of Bomber just yet, guess what? You're going to get two more hours worth of him. So that's good. <laughs> Why does that sound like a threat? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that's basically what you can expect on episode 100 again so big that we had to divide it up because there was no way i was gonna put up a possibly five hour episode i'm sorry i'm just not i'm trying to do that less all right like people don't like long episodes um but anyway all right but i think we've done enough talking um this has been quite an episode of the podcast right before episode 100 uh, again, like I said at the top of the show, uh, please, please go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Manga Mavericks to listen to the first episode of our newest podcast, the Manga Mavericks Book Club. 
where we basically start off by talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the manga, with our good friend Grant, Twitter sensation Grant the Thief, as I like to call him. Uh, it's a really good first episode, and yeah, like I, I uploaded it for free so that people could basically have a preview of it, see if you like it, and if you like it, subscribe to our Patreon and you'll get more of it, uh, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I guess uh, Bomber, thanks for coming on to help me with the news again. It's always appreciate I, it's always appreciative. Yeah, that's a sentence. I always appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no problem, man. I always like I again. I wouldn't have volunteered to come on if I didn't like it. So it was definitely an honor to come back and do this. And I guess we're plugging stuff now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plug plug your stuff, please. Where can the people find you? Oh, so if you're interested, I mean, you can definitely find me at, at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N, on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter, and sometimes I everything goes there. There are no rules. <laughs> so, uh, but for if you're more interested in the Sunday stuff, and I don't blame you, there are a couple rules there. <laughs> so that one's for more people that are more faint of heart. <laughs> but uh, so on Sunday Twitter is WSS Talkback. Uh, or at WSS Talkback. That's where I tweet out Sunday news. And in fact, that's where you'll find the major second anime news. I think I might be the only one that reported on it right now. Then for reviews and stuff like that, because sadly the blog is used to be where I talk about Shonen Sunday every week, but Twitter's just so much easier for that. <laughs> so now the blog is more for reviews and interview translations, but I'm trying to keep it updated. So definitely I'll have some stuff there for people to read, but you can check that out at wsstalkback.blogspot.com. Right now, the most recent thing up there is a sleep, is, uh, uh, Sleepy Princess's second volume, um, review. And again, a shout out to Viz for giving me free copies of that. And yeah, I hope to have more stuff up there soon for y'all. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. Please, please go follow Bomber and all of his stuff. Like, I, I would not know half as much as I do about Shonen Sunday if it weren't for him, so, which is not really saying a lot, um, because I don't, I, I didn't know a lot about Shonen Sunday in the beginning, um, <laughs> but, uh, he, he's, he's really doing a lot of good work, and, uh, we'll definitely leave links to, you know, where you can follow him on Twitter and the blog and everything, so, if you're a fan, of, if you, if you like Shonen Sunday at all, you really owe it yourself to visit the website, but, uh, yep, I guess as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, at SniperKing323, uh, as well as uh, go to my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com, where I basically have a page dedicated to all of my podcasts. Uh, I link to shows such as uh, Life Lessons, uh, One Podcast Prevails, uh, and uh, the Poltergeist Report uh, that I do with my friend Doctor over at the Ask Backwards Anime Podcast. And uh, yeah, that's about it for all my stuff. Um, as for All Comic in the Podcast... Uh, you could find every episode of the podcast over at all-comic.com. That's where we post every episode first, unless, you, again, you are a uh, patron of our Patreon. Again, at patreon.com slash mavericks. I, I know I've been really plugging it a lot uh, this episode, but again, I, I'm just I'm just so proud of, like, you know, uh, the, the first couple episodes of the Manga Mavericks Book Club. Like, I really do think it's a worthwhile discussion. And, you know, like, just, just besides our bonus podcast, like I said, you know, we, we, we try to do our best to post early editions of the podcast whenever we can. Um, again, if you sign up for our $2 tier, you get access to those. And to basically get our bonus podcast, again, that's one bonus podcast at the end of every month. Um, that's at our $5 tier. So if you are interested at all in any of our bonus content or you just want to support the show, 
That's really the best way to do it. Again, patreon.com slash manga mavericks. Okay, I'm done. Done with the Patreon stuff, I promise. Uh, so, um, you know, if you want to follow all comic, uh, you should go to uh, facebook.com slash all dot comic or twitter.com slash all comic underscore. Uh, but if you want to follow manga mavericks in particular, you want to follow us on Twitter at manga underscore mavericks or at Tumblr at uh, mangamavericks.tumblr.com uh, for all the latest updates on the podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash manga mavericks, where we post different excerpts of our podcast and whatnot, uh, even some exclusive content every once in a while. Uh, email us anything about uh, really, really just like whatever manga you're reading, uh, what you think about uh, the manga mavericks book club so far. Uh, what'd you think about the news we covered this episode? Uh, and whatnot, um, you know, email us about any of those topics and we'll read them on the show at mangamavericks at gmail.com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the visibility of our show. And, you know, it, it's just nice to see uh, a five-star review every once in a while, you know? Like, it's it's nice to see, like, what people think about the show. And, uh, yeah, it really, it really helps, again, it helps the visibility of our show and really helps us grow. So, uh, definitely do that if you have the time. But... This has been episode 99 of the podcast. And again, we will see you guys next time for episode 100. Bye, guys. See you.